This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. I hope you're doing good. Hope you are doing well. Now, I must warn you that today's show may be me talking at a kind of slower, lower level because it was the other half's hen do last night. So they are a little bit sensitive this morning. So I'm trying to keep my voice to a certain level. This is going to be me next week. So, you know, it's it's only fair. I say me next week. I'm actually going away for mine. So it won't be the same in any way. But uh, it is going to be, as Jose says, another ASMR time of episode this morning. <laughs> good morning, everybody, though. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing well. Let's jump into the chat and say good morning to people. Uh, AS, ACS Nutritional Therapist, thank you so much for tuning in. That's some free uh, public publicity for you. This is not going to become a thing where people just start going on to their Google accounts of their companies to get free advertising. Paul, good morning to you, to Femi, who wasn't quite first. You were very close, Femi. Very, very close indeed. Ife, good morning to you, to Rocky, to Ian, to Carl Elder. Uh, good morning, Jose, uh, Harvey, and uh, Kaiser, and Olu, and Ian, and Steve. Good morning, guys, and everybody else joining us in the chat box. Hope you are good. Hope you are well. Uh, what a game we were treated to yesterday. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Gabriel Jesus, Bakayo Saka, bossing things and, and doing fantastically well. It was just a all-round glorious, glorious kind of day of, of football uh, to enjoy, to watch. I know that our good friend of the show, Clive, was there uh, and had a fantastic time, I'm sure, watching the game. And anyone else who did, I got sent some great videos and pictures from people that were there. Thank you as well. I've had a fair few people send me pictures of kind of the renovations and changes that are going on inside and, and around and uh, and in the ground as well and in the actual stadium part. Thank you for, for the people that have sent those in. Um, it gives me a much better perspective of seeing some of the changes to educate people when they ask, but we've seen changes to the screens. There's new screens up inside the ground as well and a number of other things. So uh, so thank you to those people. I hope you had a fantastic time. I know there are a lot of people who came over from the States that have never been to the game before and never been to the ground before. I know that FK took his, his young daughter to the game for the first time, which is absolutely brilliant. 
Uh, I saw a lot of people taking their kids to, the, to their first game. The Emirates Cup is a great occasion for that sort of thing. The pressure's off, you know, it's a friendly. Hasn't got the same kind of uh, veracity as I feel some of the league games do, and it's more family-friendly as well. So that's always nice when you see family uh, go to these games for the very first time, and, and that was great. So I hope everyone had a great day. Uh, if you want to see my reaction and breakdown of the game with Ola, you can go and tune into the show that we did yesterday evening. So make sure you've gone and checked that out. But without further ado, let's crack on with today's news and stories. We start off with, of course, Martin Odegaard being officially named the brand new Arsenal captain, of which I could not be more delighted about. He is one of my favourite, if not my favourite player in the team right now on the back of my black away shirt. Um, and I think it's absolutely the correct candidate. Kirantini was the obvious other candidate, along with Granit Xhaka, who, let's face it, is probably still the captain just without an armband at this stage in the group. But Martin Odegaard, captain for Norway, understands the Arsenal values, completely gets where he's at, has a passion for the club, wanted to come here, wanted to push for that move away from Real Madrid to play and be an Arsenal player. And I think he also encompasses kind of Mikel Arteta on the field, which I know for a lot of people, if you don't like Mikel Arteta, you might not like this appointment. And that's completely fair enough. But I think that he completely understands the ideals and the tactics and the strategy that Mikel Arteta wants from his team. And that's always a good thing to have in a captain because they're the person that's got to translate what the manager is talking about to the players on the pitch. He's vocal. He's demanding. He's pressing, he's energetic. All of those things are, are what I would love to see in an Arsenal captain in 2022. You aren't going to get your Vieiras and your Adamses of the old days. They aren't They aren't around anymore. They aren't going to happen. So in 2022, things are very different indeed. And uh, and and sometimes, to be honest, for the change is for the better. And it, max, it matches and meshes more with what football is in 2022. So I'm very happy with Martin Odegaard as captain. Nuno Tavares, meanwhile, has had his move confirmed to uh, Marseille. He joins there on a season-long loan. Mikel Arteta did speak after the game, talking about Nuno Tavares and how on you know how that loan has happened. He says, um, whether or not the uh, the loan, he talked about basically Bellerin following him out the door. He says we don't know. We're going case by case for Nuno's development. I think it's going to be really important. Obviously, we have recruited Alexander and Kieran, uh, who are two really strong players in that position, and we believe that Nuno's best solution was to do that. And I do tend to agree. We needed to send him out on loan. He needs to be playing week in, week out, developing. Because I think there is a player in him that can be developed into something good. He needs to refine a number of areas of his game. He needs to improve defensively. He needs to learn a lot more. And I think that Saliba learned a hell of a lot more at Marseille last season. And hopefully Tavares can do the same thing as well. Now, Pablo Marie has reportedly rejected a potential move to Fenerbahce. He still favours returning to Italy. There's a number of Italian teams interested. Monza are a new side that have come forward as a potential candidate to sign Pablo Marie. Was on the bench yesterday for Arsenal, but didn't come off the bench quite like a lot of players. We didn't make... A host of changes. We made a fair few, but nowhere near the number of changes that we were expecting to see in a preseason friendly. It was clear that Mikel Arteta was kind of using the squad that he was going to use against Crystal Palace and you weren't going to see too many changes. And Marie was not one of those changes that was made. And it is expected that he will probably move on from the club in the coming weeks before the window closes, but it won't be to Fenerbahce. Now, following Balogun is another who could leave between now and the end of the window. And Stade Rem in France continue to push hard to try and agree a deal. There's currently no agreement between Arsenal, Rem and the player. 
but they are pushing to try and get a deal done for Balogun. It would be interesting to see him move to Liga, get some experience abroad. He's always kind of had that feel about him that he might move abroad one day. If you remember when he was very close to leaving Arsenal, there are a lot of uh, foreign clubs, especially in Germany, interested in signing following Balogun. So I think he might suit Liga. It's a physical league. He'll allow him to kind of deal with those, those stresses and demands of a more senior physical competition so I hope this is a deal that can get done because I think he could lead the line for him quite simply and uh, and succeed and flourish and I hope that's what he indeed does do. Now a new name on Arsenal's radar according to La Repubblica uh, who are an Italian outlet so pinch of salt as always uh, Cesar Casadei uh, I'd probably have butchered that pronunciation but uh, he's a 19 year old central midfielder from Inter Milan I know next to nothing about him according to Transomart He's versatile enough to play on the left and in more of an attacking midfield role. So he seems kind of a box-to-box type central midfielder just off of that kind of what I'm grasping from positioning. Hasn't played in Serie A last season. He played most of his games in the Primavera 1, which I do believe is like the highest level of youth uh, Italian football. 13 goals and four assists from midfield in 29 games. Very impressive indeed, considering his position on the field is mainly as a central midfielder. Um, just checking through his overall statistics whilst at Inter's academy. No Serie A appearances so far. So he might have been on the bench. Um, that's not in, you know, that that's fair. He probably was on the bench maybe at some stage, but uh, no appearances in the league. Yes, he was on the bench for one game last season uh, as Inter lost 2-0 to Sassuolo. So clearly he's on kind of the, the first team senior radar. But uh, this is the type of signing that you see Arsenal do, like we did with Marquinhos, like we've done in the past with Lukonga, where they go and try and invest maybe in a more exciting young player to come through. But we do have the likes of Charlie Patino. We do have Salah Radin. Um, we have a fair few young attacking midfielders at the club. Marcelo Flores, Kido Taylor-Hart. Do we need another 19, 18, 19-year-old attacking midfielder? Well, if he's good enough, that's fine. Um, and, you know, I'm always saying that Arsenal should be ruthless with their squad, and if he's good enough, bring him in. But uh, he's a very wanted player. Chelsea are said to be the main candidate right now to be trying to sign him, but according to La Republica, Arsenal also have entered the race for the young 19-year-old midfielder, one to keep an eye on, perhaps. Now, Ben Jacobs has provided yet another update on the Yuri Tielemans situation. Ben Jacobs becoming the go-to when it comes to Yuri Tielemans at this stage. Um, he was asked about this and said that he uh, Arsenal still are very confident that they can strike a deal between Leicester and uh, and themselves. If they don't sign him, it's not because Tielemans doesn't want to join. It's not because the deal can't be agreed with Leicester. I think Arsenal are very confident if they do come to the table and finally make a bid and that they will be able to strike a deal with Leicester. It's down to Arteta's desire. And at the moment, he doesn't want to move. Now, it could be, as we know, and as we revealed, of course, on our show, in our interview with Sasha Tavalieri, that Arsenal have this central midfield priority that, as of yet, has not been really shown to be who they are. People thought it might have been Lucas Paqueta, but that has been clearly shown by Edu that that is not the case. Arsenal are working on things behind the scenes that we just don't simply know about right now. Um, and for that reason, I would be surprised if you see movement on a Tillemans deal in the next week, let's say. He clearly is on a list of players. It's clear that Arsenal do have an interest in the player. It's clear that there would be no issues in agreeing a deal with him. And supposedly that has already even happened. But Arsenal have their priorities. And hopefully what we can see is movement in the central midfield area before the end of the summer transfer window. 
I will be very disappointed if Arsenal don't bring in a central midfielder this summer. For me, that was the absolute, beyond the striker, main priority that Arsenal had to try and achieve this summer. And if we don't do it, it's a big, big miss. A big, big miss for Arsenal this summer. There's a lot of people, and I kind of agree with them, that don't really get why we shouldn't just, you know, pop in the £25 million bid for Tillemans. He's an asset, very good player, Premier League ready, technically brilliant. Would suit, I think, the way in which Arsenal are trying to play. Question marks over how much he presses, about how much energy is in his game. I think that's that's the biggest question mark about him, more so even than his defensive abilities. I think it's actually more about how he presses, what he's like, how he applies himself. But surely that is something that could be coached and could be improved. And certainly if he wants to join Arsenal, certainly something that we would get into his game if he wants to play regularly in the side. So I'm hoping that what we see is, is Tillemans arrive or an alternative as good, if not better, at the moment, it does seem like the central midfield is going to be an area that's kind of addressed towards the latter stages of the transfer window, as we do now hit August tomorrow, which is going to be fun. And uh, not just for Arsenal's transfers, but for the channel as well, as you'll soon see tomorrow. Now, we finished the show with Mikel Arteta. He's been asked questions about Arsenal's transfer window so far and what we can kind of expect. Uh, he says, we're still hoping to do something else in the market. If the market allows us to do that, you've seen some movement in the other direction in the last few days, and we want to get the perfect balance and the plan we wanted right at the beginning. Whether we can accomplish that or not is another story, but I'm happy with where we are now. It, it's saying stuff that we know. Arsenal, as we do know, want to try and sign players before the end of the window. We clearly want a central midfielder. We clearly want a wide player. And also, I think there could be some scope for Arsenal to want someone in defence as well, especially if Pablo Marie moves on still. I think there is scope for Arsenal to want as many as three. The reality, I think, is Arsenal will probably end up getting one. That's my prediction. I think Arsenal will bring in one more player before the window ends. I think they will just probably admit defeat in one of the positions and think there aren't the options out there enough that's going to improve us and they're better off waiting until the following summer and happy with the squad that they have. Probably the wide player is that one. I think the central midfield area is still something that hopefully, fingers crossed, will be addressed. But for now... I think that Arsenal will look to um, prioritise that area and the areas of centre-back and winger will probably be postponed uh, for the moment if they feel they can't get the players in that they want. But they are going to try. That's clearly obvious. They are going to be working and they have been working and they are going to continue working to try and bring the players in as best they feasibly can. Anyway, um, that completes today's story. Um, and of course, that means we're going to go into the chat box and see what you guys have to say and what questions you indeed do have. So if you've got any questions that you'd like to throw into the chat box, now is indeed the time to do it after this quick break. Oh, the last time you may hear those sounds in that form. There's um, a little teaser. Uh, <laughs> actually, it's a lie because you'll hear them at the end of the show as well. But uh, yeah, changes are coming to TGT. And uh, tomorrow, fingers crossed, marks the day of the 2022-23 season for TGT getting underway. So looking forward to that very much so indeed. Um, let's jump into the chats. Uh, <laughs> uh, Viraj says, uh, hey Tom, have you seen some rival fan channels shaking in their boots? I haven't. You know, I pretty much solely look into Arsenal other than a few friends that I tune into their stuff for. 
but uh, I'm glad that they are, and they should be. You know, Arsenal are definitely in a position where they should be worrying their rivals, worrying their opponents, and uh, we're looking pretty darn good right now. Uh, Freddie says, no, I love that song. Don't worry. I think you're going to love the new one even better. Trust me. Just trust me on that. I think you're going to love it even more. Um, <laughs> uh, Omo says, hey, Tom, just came online. Can you restart the show? Yeah, hold on. Hold on a sec. Two seconds. No, I'm only joking. I'm obviously, I'm not going to do that. Um, but th- <laughs> thank you for tuning in. Uh, Sam says, uh, hi- oh, for goodness, why do I not read the questions before I... Oh, it's so annoying. Stop calling me Tim. I swear to good. I swear. I swear. If you keep calling me Tim, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I'm going to lose it. And I know that obviously was just going to provoke people into saying it more. Anyway, Lynn says, uh, Tom, the improvement our team has made since we have made our new signings uh, is, yeah, it's mental, Lynn. You know, the, the, just in fact, the level that what Zinchenko and what um, uh, Jesus just them to you know bring to the team just those things what they do is incredible at this stage and what they are doing to the energy of the team is so so important um now i'm going to pause that question because i've just seen something pop up on my stream i don't know how this has happened but rohit who has very kindly gifted five tgt memberships i didn't even know you could do that <laughs> I didn't even know that was something you could do. Uh, apparently, uh, he's gifted five memberships. I don't know what then happens or who gets those memberships in the chat box, but some people may be ending up getting them. Uh, but thank you for that, Rohit, and I much appreciate that. I'll have to look into what that actually means or how I am going to do that or if it's just random. Um, but uh, Rohit, maybe you can send me a DM and you can tell me uh, what on earth that means. But that's new to me. I enabled it the other day, but I don't know what i have to do with it so i'm gonna have to look into that but that's that's interesting but thank you uh but i think v-dub has been given a membership from the looks of things thanks for the membership there you go i don't know what memberships they are i don't know if they're tgt members or or higher but uh, if you are a brand new member to the channel then please do jump in and use your emojis you've got plenty of emojis to use if you want to upgrade your membership you can also do that uh you can join our discord server if you're an expert member or a tgd ambassador so make sure you look at the link in the description and uh you can go and have a look at that there you go um they're random okay they're random interesting very interesting indeed but big up rohit yes uh indeed uh connor's also a member there you go some massive stuff random members in the chat i love this i love this community feel Yes, and Connor's already worked out how to get Lee Judges in the chat box from back in the day when we had a Lee Judges emoji <laughs> going in the chat box. Unbelievable. Um, there you go. Congrats on all the new members. Thanks for the kindness, Rohit. Absolute legends. Uh, Rohit says, it's random free one-month membership, TGT Ambassador. Wow, that's that's crazy. Thank you so much for the kind support. That's really kind of you, Rohit. And uh, there you go. Lovely stuff indeed. Um, let's go to uh, Paul, who says, do we need to revise our expectations on league position? Should we be looking at third or better? Paul, I love your enthusiasm. I love your optimism. And I was asked this yesterday, actually, by FK in his, um, in his Twitter space that was very good. FK does some brilliant Twitter spaces over on Latte Firm. Um, and for me, I, I said, look, my minimum expectation is, is Champions League qualification. Preseason can take you so far. It doesn't take you anywhere in terms of the league table. It doesn't take you anywhere in terms of a competition. It just gives you that momentum. It gives you that confidence. It gives you that a little bit of assuredness that, you know, you're going into the season with a good team. 
I don't think the expectation should change at all other than Champions League qualification right now. That should be what we're looking for, what we're aiming for. But ultimately, it's just to win the next game. That That's all that it is. Just win the next game, and that's all I care about. And we will take the season as it comes, and we will wait and see whether or not we can achieve what we want to achieve, which is clearly getting into the Champions League and finishing as high as feasibly possible. But no, my expectations don't change based on pre-season. My expectations might change depending on how we push through this campaign. But I'm excited, and I'm looking forward to waiting and seeing what we achieve this year. Um, Al Hood says, uh, who would be your ideal winger signing at the moment? Aside from Rafinha and Gnabry, I don't see a standout candidate. Now, if you've watched my video I did the other day on Nicolas Pepe and why he could potentially stay and why that might even be the best outcome this summer, you're right, there isn't a standout candidate. And is it worth Arsenal really investing money in a player that they may have better have waited and signed someone even better in a year's time? I'm not sure. Candidates that I still fall upon are Amin Guiri, uh, Gonzalo Gedge, Cody Gakpo and Pedro Gonçalves. They're the four that I kind of look to and think are realistic, are accessible in terms of how much they would cost and are versatile enough to play in a wide area and through the middle. And that versatility is a really key factor in, in who I would go for. Uh, Mohammed says, hey, Tom, uh, how impressed are you by Saliba in preseason? Do you think he'll start ahead of Wyatt with Gab when Tommy comes back? I think it will continue to depend upon how both of them perform. Saliba, for me, has been the better of the two in preseason. I think Saliba has been absolutely brilliant. You know, I, if it was a case of Tommy Asu being fit I think I'd still start white for now and then allow Saliba to kind of fight for his way in because I think you've got to you got to earn and fight for your place in competitive fixtures this is pre-season but at the same time I think that the game that we the team we saw yesterday will be the probably the team that starts barring any injuries against Crystal Palace on Friday and therefore you know we're hopefully going to see um Saliba start with White at right back and Gabriel and Zinchenko and the thing is about those four is when Zinchenko pushes forward you have a situation where White and Saliba and Gabriel kind of form a bit of a back three with White pushed a bit further forward. So I was watching Tifo's breakdown of Arsenal's lineup yesterday and they say that Arsenal basically becomes a bit of a 2-3-5 when they're in attack with White and Zinchenko flanking Partey in the middle. Uh, I think White's a little bit more reserved than Zinchenko. I think Zinchenko likes to get a lot further forward than White does. But what I did notice is that when Sevilla had the ball in their left-back position, White pushes up incredibly high. He works with Saka. He works with Odegaard to kind of press that right-hand side position on our side, the opponent's left-hand side. And so when that happens, it really kind of boxes Severe in. It really did box them in, and they made quite a few mistakes playing out from the back. And, of course, we did score from a couple of those as well. So every strategic option that we have, I think, is great. I don't think we need to be in a big debate about who starts over who yet. I think we're just going to enjoy what we're going to see, the rotation we're going to see, the amount of players that we've got still to come back and who we might even sign between now and the end of the window. I'm excited about every single bit of it. Uh, let's go to Adanan, who says, Tom, for you, I think we have enough of a squad depth for the other competitions like the FA Cup and the Carabao. Do we have enough squad depth? Goalkeeper, yes. Right back, I think we do. You know, you've got uh, Tomiyasu, Cedric, White and Saliba that can all play there, plus the youth options. Centre-back, Saliba, Holding, White, Gabriel. Marie is still here. 
at the moment. You know, he's still at the club. If he stays, he's a left-footed option. If he doesn't, I think we need to sign someone. Left-back, absolutely. Zinchenko, Tierney, Souza. Um, you know, we've got youth options as well. Tommy Asu can play on the left. Cedric can play on the left. Defensive midfield, no. I don't think def- as an out-and-out number six, I don't think we have enough quality in that position, really. Are we going to sign a defensive midfielder? Probably not. You know, Thomas Partey isn't even a number six. That's not his best position, but he's better than everyone else we have at number six. That's why he plays there. But Lukonga, Elneny, whilst I appreciate them, I think they're incredibly underrated at times, the drop-off from Partey is significant. Xhaka doesn't play the six. You know, he plays left-sided. He's a central midfielder. He's a deep-line playmaker that is actually playing more as a central midfielder now. And I don't think he's going to play number six or could play number six really for us. But in attacking midfield, yes. You know, Odegaard, Vieira, Smith-Rowe. On the right, Saka, Vieira, Nelson, Pepe. We've got depth. Quality is a question. Striker, Jesus, Nketiah. Potentially still Balogun, who knows. Martinelli, no. Ultimately, striker, there's still scope, I think, for uh, additions. And I think the additions should probably come in the form of a wide forward who can play in the middle like a Guiri, like a Gedge. Um, you know, someone said Memphis Depay to me on loan, and I don't think that would be a horrible idea, especially if it's a case of no one or Memphis Depay on loan. I don't think that would be a terrible idea, but I have my questions about it if it was a permanent deal. But on loan, I think Depay would be a fine option for a loan deal for a season. I don't think that'd be too much of a problem at all. But uh, I'd like a wide forward that can play in the middle. And on the left, yes, I think we've got plenty of options. Smith Rowe, Martinelli. Pepe can play there, Saka can play there. Um, so, yeah, I think there is options on the left-hand side that it would be a right-sided player I would like to see come in more so and replace Pepe than, say, someone coming for the left-hand side. But, yeah, I think there is enough depth mostly across the squad, but there are still a couple of areas that we need to address. And that's why Arsenal are still active and still looking to get deals done before the season finishes. Um, if you've joined late and you're wondering why I'm talking with my voice at a certain level, apologies. The missus was on a Hindu last night. It's a pretty sensitive household right now. So apologies for that. Um, let's go to Patrick, who says, Hi, Tom. Why is Tillemans overrated over... Uh, why is Tillemans rated over Xhaka? Uh, I love the coordination of Erdegaard, Partey and Saka. Um, interesting question. Why is Tillemans rated more so than Xhaka? Jacker's errors in his game obviously undermine his position quite often, both through red cards, errors that lead to goals. That that really undermines his stature and status and appreciation from the fans in a lot of cases. The problem is, is that Tielemans is a different player to Xhaka. You know, Tielemans, if he's playing instead of Xhaka, will give Arsenal a lot more going forwards than what Xhaka does. But defensively, despite Xhaka's errors at times, Defensively, he is better than Tillemans. So it's that balance that you've got to find with the squad. If we bring in Tillemans, we don't have to get rid of Xhaka. It's just about when you play each of them and and why. Um, And the opposition will certainly determine who plays and when they play. So there you go. Um, Have we unlocked Xhaka, says Dumaguna? Potentially. You know, potentially we could see yet another really fantastic season for him. Last season, he he was... our best midfielder across the entire campaign. Partey was good for that 2022 to when he got injured. It was great. But but Xhaka, I think, was still probably had his best season. And uh, and that shows. I think that shows in his game. He was our best midfielder in 21-22. And he's up there with close to being our best midfielder last season because of Partey's unfortunate injuries and struggles, to be fair, at the beginning of the season. So I really do think that it's it's going to be intriguing whether or not we see... Um, 
Xhaka start as many games as he did last year, especially if we sign someone. That is indeed still very much um, a question that needs an answer. So let's wait and see what happens. And Michael says, 3.25am in Georgetown, Guyana in South America. Good morning, everyone. Michael, wow, incredible. Thank you so much for the continued support all the way over in South America. We don't get too many South American uh, listeners, not at least ones that post in the chat box. So thank you for joining. Uh, that does, to be fair, mean that it is very early in the morning. So that's probably one of the big reasons why they don't pop up in the chat box as much. But I love hearing from where people join us from all over the world. And thank you so much for uh, doing so. It means a hell of a lot. Um, Amira says, Morning, Tom. If players like Jesus can raise the levels of those around them, couldn't that also raise Xhaka's levels? Or do you think we've seen his best? He's really impressed me this preseason. Look, there's always a next level to go to. There's always another level that the team can reach. There's always something, that another gear that a team can find and a player can find, in my opinion. When a player retires, it's because obviously their career's finished. It's gone through that process of peaking and then troughing, and usually it's in a bit of a bell-shaped curve. Um, I, what I would say is that I always feel as though a player will look back on their career and go, could I have done better? Even the Messis and Ronaldos of this world will look back on their careers and go, could I have gone and found another level, another gear? Had they have trained harder? Had they have stayed fit longer? Had they have had a better coach? Had they been in a better team? Could they have done more? So in answer to your question, Amira, I would say yes. They absolutely can still find another level. They can still find something better. I never, ever, ever give someone a 10 out of 10. Um, I always give someone a 9 of nine or 9.5 out of 10. It used to drive my students crazy. But you can never get full marks from me because there is always, always room to get better. Always room for improvement. You can always take your game, whatever you do in life, to another standing. Hopefully you're going to see that with the channel tomorrow. Uh, you can always get better. Uh, and that's what you've got to strive towards. So yeah, never accept completion. Don't be a completionist. Be uh, someone that strives to get better continually. It will You will reap the rewards, trust me. Um, let's go to Philip, who says, Tom, do you think White will be happy playing right back long term if it happens, as it might affect his chances of making the England team? The England team's different. England play typically, you know, and have done quite a lot with a back three. And I think that White playing right back actually suits the style of Gareth Southgate playing that right centre-back role. So I don't think it would affect his England chances too much. If you're an English player playing for your team and starting week in, week out, you know, nine times out of ten, you're really going to get picked if you're playing at a really good standard. Right back is a tricky one because we have a lot of right backs with James and Arnold and... You know, we have so many. Trippier, of course. And White now playing potentially at right back as well. We have loads. Carl Walker-Peters. Um, has Aaron Wambasaka changed allegiances yet? Um, I swear I saw some news that he might change allegiances. But uh, uh, I've not seen that confirmed. Maybe someone in the chat box will know. But we got a lot. You know, there are a hell of a lot of players that could play um, in in different positions. So we'll see what indeed does happen. I'm going to have to ban the word Tim in the chat. <laughs> don't you don't think I won't I will I'll do it <laughs> there's just no way this is going to become a thing um let's go to um Johnny says Tom have you seen the video from Terry at the football terrace looks like fans are taking note no honestly no I've not watched Terry's video at all um Ludwig says uh top should top now <laughs> should Pepe not be commended for his professionalism no complaints for sitting on the bench just head down to be fair I like the name top more than Tim 
Um, <laughs> I appreciate that a lot more. Have I seen? No, I, look, I think it's commendable. Yes, I think it should be commended. But at the same time, it is kind of their job. And I know that's really blunt and arguably maybe root. You know, I remember when Balotelli used the phrase of, I don't celebrate goals because it's my job. Does a postman celebrate delivering a letter? You know, those types of things. But a player shouldn't be doing interviews and throwing their toys at the pram if they're not playing. It's the transfer window. You know, get your agent to do their job. Get your agent to get you a new club. Speak to the manager in the club behind the scenes. Get yourself a move. Don't throw your toys at the pram if you can't get a move. Don't don't be Lucas Torreira. <laughs> That's all I can say. Don't do a Lucas Torreira. It just doesn't make you look good. It doesn't make you appreciated. And as you're seeing there with the question there from Ludwig, you know, Pepe's getting appreciated because he's not doing those things. And he's getting appreciation. In my mind, it's what a player should do. But at the same time, you know, I, I think we can appreciate it more because we've seen players toy, uh, throw their toys out the pram. And and Pepe's not doing that. Pepe's knuckling down. He's dealing with what the minutes he gets. And he's giving what he can when he gets them. And that's all I can ask. That's all I can ask from Pepe is that he gives his absolute maximum when he's on that field. Is he going to make mistakes? Probably, because he's got mistakes in his game. Um, and that's why I think we should look to upgrade. But whilst he's here, if he's given maximum 110%, if he can succeed then it means that Arsenal succeed. And that's all I care about is Arsenal succeeding. That's all I want to see happen. Anyway, um, we may do another show today. If not, um, keep your eyes peeled to Twitter. Um, I'm going to do, a hopefully, a Marvel-style kind of teaser, if you like. Uh, <laughs> do love a trailer. Um, but yeah, tomorrow morning, fingers crossed, if my meeting goes well later, should be the launch of TGT 22-23 season. Um, new graphics, new look, new everything. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping that you are too. Uh, do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe to the channel if you're new. I do want to end this show by saying a massive, massive thank you to everybody uh, in the chat box. And uh, Freddie, I really want to know your favorite goal. Look behind me. There you go. That's what it is. That Jack Wilshire goal against Norwich. That's my favorite goal. Um, where was I? Um, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for supporting the channel. What you see tomorrow, what you see with the changes that we're going to um, make, you know, all of that is because of the support that you've given, is because of people that have enjoyed the channel, you know, that we get to work with people that... Um, you know, that we get to work with people that want to help the channel out, that want to make it better, that want to see the show, love the show, and say, you know, we can make that better. We want to do things to make it better. So thank you so, so much for continuing to support the channel as we end July. Uh, and, you know, I said, remember on those transfer shows that I would hold judgment on the transfer window until August. We hit August tomorrow. My judgment will be, I'm very happy with the business we've done, but I'm disappointed we've not signed a central midfielder yet. That's That's where I'm at. That's where my head's at. And we'll talk about that. But I think we've got an exciting season coming up. I think we've got a lot to look forward to, a lot to be really, really happy about in the window. And I think there's going to be a lot of uh, anticipation about what we're going to do, what we're going to see, what we could still do in the transfer window between now and the end. And But thank you so much, guys, for supporting the channel. I know you like to wind me up and you know that it works. Um, but uh, I still appreciate the TGT family feel that we've created. If you enjoy the TGT feel and you enjoy the community here, do consider becoming a member. It really helps the channel out. We pour so much investment into making this channel even better uh, than it already is. And uh, if you like getting involved with the chat boxes, if you like getting involved with all of the chat that goes on, 
Uh, our Discord server is accessible to TGT expert members and TGT ambassadors. And it's basically like the chat box, but all day, 24-7, lots of different topics. I mean, I'll, let's see what the last comment is. <laughs> I might be risking something by going into the uh, the Discord server. The last transfer comment is on Matthias Nunez. So there you go. Um, Jazz Meat talking at 7 a.m. this morning about Matthias Nunez. I told you it was 24-7. Um, but yeah, it's a great place to be. It's a great community. If you want to work out how you become a member, go to the link tree in the description. Also, people have been hammering on at me about fantasy football. That is now in the link tree in the description. If you want to join our fantasy league for next season, we have a general TGT league, but we also have a fantasy league for our members in the Discord server as well. So we have two separate TGT leagues, one for members, one for everybody. If you go to the link tree in the description, it will take you to the auto-join link for our fantasy league for next season. So join it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of competition. There's a lot of rivals or rivalries that happen and go on. A few of my, my friends from home get involved with the league and they enjoy rubbing it in actually uh one of my best men for my wedding who joined the chat box the other day did jump in to gloat about also joining the tgt league because he won it not so long ago he won our league and finished in like the top ten thousand people in the uk or the world even i don't know what it was something ridiculous so yeah get involved with the discord get involved with the fantasy football for next season and look forward to what hopefully you'll see tomorrow um because I'm, I'm looking forward to showing you what the TGT is going to look like for next season because it's, it's, it's taking things up a level, you know. It's taking things up in terms of graphics, in terms of look, in terms of excitement. I'm hoping more content. I'm hoping more stuff. I'm hoping, you know, great guests, great conversation, great stuff. I'm, wom- I'm wombling now. That's not the word I want to use. I'm waffling. <laughs> Wombles. <laughs> I'm waffling now. That's going to become a thing. You know, one talking about Leno, three Tim. And now wumbling. Anyway, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. As always, uh, drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're new around here. A big shout out to Rohit for gifting five memberships. It's very, very kind indeed. And I will see you very, very soon. Thank you so much. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.